Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. And it is Sunday morning in the Word, and we're going to be in the Word today. We are continuing our lesson on empowering or experience. review today and then get in some a little bit of new information and kind of finish off of where we um begin less um this week and next week we'll uh, um continue on our continue on our study. Amen. Um of this and then we'll get into some more insights on this great lesson. Amen. Okay. Praise God. Now, um, if you have a notebook. Oh, let me mention this before I get started. Um, one of the advantages that you have in um, listening to a broadcast like this is the references that we give are always cited in the scriptures. If you take down the notes and write down the scriptures, by the time you end by the third lesson, you will have gotten more in these scriptures. Um, I always tell people than what you would get in an average church because they don't take the time to give the scriptures like um, we do here um, because we're not really preaching on this broadcast. We're teaching and explaining some things on this broadcast. And um, when things are explained, then you can have confidence when you proclaim them. Um, But some things must be explained. Amen? All right, now, let's pray. Let's pray and let's get into this lesson. Amen. One thing, and then I will be ready. All right. Let's pray. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made me rejoice and glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make metaphor known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And, Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We have been on a journey called the Overcoming Way. And it is the Overcoming Way that affirms our pursuit of knowing God more intimately so that we can serve him 
more faithfulness, to awaken what we call core values that establishes our conviction of the advantage, the advantage that we have. And I want to emphasize that advantage as a result of being established in God's word that's final authority with an emphasis on overcoming. And we answer systematically the value of having this as a theology and truth when it um, when when we are in need of overcoming in life, we know that the areas that we overcome in life is overcoming sin, overcoming the world, and overcoming by faith. And in order to do that, we have to define what it means to overcome. Um, and we 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 got those passages. Um, we we got that from observing and paying attention to how many times the word overcome is used in the scripture. And in context, we came up with a definition that that this is a theology, uh, a, a God-logic um, a dynamic. It is a discipline involving a reflection on faith and beliefs in light of the Christian advantage and its importance on establishing our convictions, commitment, and character around the discovered distractions of overcoming. And so we know that that in order to overcome, we have to have confidence that we can overcome sin. And 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 I want to kind of go back over that because if you don't know that you can overcome sin, um, you're going to have problems. Let's 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 go to uh, Hebrews five. I mean Romans five. And this is just a little review. Um, every once in a while, because we've done and we've said so much. You can you can um, you can let things slip, but the scripture lets us know not to let things slip. Amen. All right. Now let's go to Romans five. Of course, um, everything has a theology. Everything has a God logic to it when it pertains to the scriptures because. The scriptures were written by the Holy Spirit, as were written as men were moved by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the author of the scriptures. Uh, the men are contributors to the scriptures, and God, of course, is the original author of the scriptures. So when we read the word of God, the words that God speaks are spirit and they are life. But if you don't believe these words can work for you, you're going to have problems having confidence in that word. And and let's start at verse 10. It says, For if we were enemies, we were reconciled with God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So as a result of having the life of Jesus in the inside of us, the life of God in us, we, 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 we have an advantage. One, we escape the things that that um, are contrary to God that require consequences. But in addition, and not only so, but we also joy through the Lord Jesus Christ by whom we now have received the atonement. And atonement is forgiveness from sin. Is the thing, is the, atonement is, is, the, is what stands or serves as the, as the, um, serves as the, uh, as the guilt or as the carrier of sin, right? 
Wherefore as my one man as, as wherefore as my one man sin entered into the world, and by death and by death sin, so also death passed unto all men, all for that all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. This is why we have to understand this. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even now to them that have sinned not after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come, that was to come. And here's, here's where it changed. Here's where the theology changed. But, it's if, as, but not as the offense, um, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. We already let you know, a gift trumps the law here. For through the offense of one as many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded, abounded unto many. Now listen, you got to really pay attention to what your theology is when it comes to your sin. And because when we get into Ephesians 6, and, and, and next week we're really going to re- revisit those those six or those eight areas that we have. But if you don't believe that through that gift, because we read stuff all the time, and this is a, this is a problem with with studying the word. If you don't if you don't pay attention to the little things. It's the little things that spoil the grapevine, the scripture says. But if you don't pay attention to the little things, you'll miss out on the quality of life that God has contributed to you as a result of you being justified or freed from sin. Justification is the means by which it frees us from sin because um, Jesus' blood serves as an atonement for our sin. And so Jesus comes into the world to save us from our sins. And the reason why people really don't have a a, a, a confidence in overcoming the world because they don't believe that Jesus saved them from their sins, that they can live sin-free. So anyway, but your Bible says it. Right. Now, let's, let's, keep, let's keep reading. Abounded unto many, verse 16. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. So the gift translates our offenses to justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive. Listen, here's the key. You gotta receive it. The abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Now if you don't if you don't receive those that grace or and that gift, then you won't reign in life. But you, if you do receive that grace and you do receive that gift, you shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore it's by by the offense of one judgment came upon all condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one. The free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, 
So by one, um, one by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So when we're really talking about overcoming the world and overcoming sin, we're really telling you to embrace the reality of righteousness through Christ. Which is which is based on you understanding your justification, why you were justified, and the first thing, the first layer of that is knowing that you've been free from sin because of the grace of God, because of the power, the favor, the the power of God. And I like to say, you know, we say it's the unmerited favor of God. Yes, you don't deserve it, but that's not the emphasis of it. It's the power that translates you from unrighteousness to righteousness. It's the power that presents you faultless so that you can um, come boldly to the throne of grace. It's grace is the power that keeps you from falling. Grace is the power that secures why you've been delivered and translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the gift of his dear son. But you have to receive it. You got to receive it by by recognizing that listen, if if death and if death, if sin, if if uh, uh if death and sin came through Adam's disobedience, through Christ's obedience, righteousness and the gift of grace has has come to us. Now that's overcoming. And 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 the reason why I want to emphasize that you can't be a warrior someone fighting for righteousness and you don't believe that you can't be made right. And there's a lot of people, the preachers, you're preaching it wrong. You're not preaching this. You're not preaching that when a person comes in contact with an almighty, all-holy God, that that holy God can transform them so that they never sin, that they never, that they never have a stench of the world, that they can come out and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. And, and when you do teach something like that, people will make it seem like you're arrogant because it don't look possible. In Christ, all things are possible to them that believe, but you got to receive. you got to receive this abundance of grace. And that's what we're talking about, the overcoming way. Have you received that? Or are you still a sinner? All these preachers, they want to talk about when you're dealing with people's identity, you know, you want to show them what they were without Christ. They know exactly who they were without Christ. Show them who they are in Christ. Teach the light. How are they going to be transformed into that very image if they don't know that very image? All right. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, listen, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Now, let's skip down to verse 20. Moreover, the law answered that the offense might abound. See, this is where legalism is, but where sin abounds. Grace did much more about it. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so the grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Which lets me know, and this is why I brought this point out today. See, you can't reign in the grace of God without accepting and embracing the reality of your righteousness. 
I was listening to a minister the other day preaching, and they were saying a message about it was, it was a minister inspiring women to understand their word. When they were talking about understanding their word, at the end they did an affirmation, and, and I was saying, you know, thank you, Jesus, because we, we have so much uh, damnation and death that's preached over the pulpits that we really don't affirm what we become in Christ. And and she went to say that people were apprehensive, I could hear it in the air, but she said, I'm worthy because he made me worthy. I'm holy because he made me holy. I'm righteous because he made me righteous. And she was having us repeat that. And when we finished the affirmation, just a little bit of affirmation, we went into an authentic praise, and then healing began. And it wasn't no spooky, you know, situation. Nobody had to pump the people up because their, the reality of who they became as a result of receiving Christ sparked a revolution amongst the people. And you got to know who you are in order to carry in confidence what you represent. And if you don't believe you're carrying something as a believer, you're not going to, you're not going to experience the quality of life which God intended. Let's go to one more passage about sin because I, I wanted to do this because we're talking about empowering the warrior spirit. You need to know what your spirit carries. If your spirit don't carry weapons and you don't believe that, that, that there is an advantage of the spirit uh, uh, of being in your life, you're not going to have confidence. Glory to God. And see, this, this word got to get off the pages of black and white and become reality in your life. Something got to give. And there's nothing wrong with the word. If there's nothing wrong with the word, you got to check out what's wrong. Amen? Uh, now, last week we gave, let me give this to you. I gave scriptures on, on developing your spirit. Now, if you weren't here, you missed out on what it means to be led by the spirit. I gave you um, and we, we dealt with three points, right? and what we're doing is building a bridge to when we go back to these armors. We told you that there are oppositions that we face, and I wanted you to key on to the five oppositions that we face, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and the evil day. And then then there are um, three combats, or there are eight combats to those five armors, of five oppositions, which is the armor of God. Truth, salvation, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, prayer, supplication. Now, really, we just really we just dealt with one of the aspects of the armor, which is the righteousness of God. All right. So, in in that, with, with, you know, if you're gonna have a good, if you're gonna have a warfare, you need to know what you what you can. You can't engage and you can't enter a war without understanding, having a clear understanding of the weapons that you have as an advantage over the enemy. And the greatest advantage over our enemy is our right standing with God. Because if God be for us, who can be against us? Do you get my point? All right, now, so it's important. Now, if your spirit, if your spirit is not developed and you're not really aware of what you have in the spirit, you're going to you're going to um, really miss out on what 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 the Lord has for you because because you don't really know the the Bible says 
that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So everything pertaining to the Lord, even worship, not only worship, but warfare is combated in the spirit because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay? So I gave you um, Proverbs 18, 4, Psalms 20, 27, 1 Corinthians 2, 11, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 5. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19, and we're going to read that today, and Romans 8 is where, um, and I, I went through it real fast, but I want to make certain that we, um, that we as believers understand, and then I want to go over the five scriptures that I kind of rushed through a little bit. Amen. And, and really what I'm working on is this, this embedding concept, and that's what you can subtitle to uh um to so they we're empowering the warrior spirit by embedding the reality of the spirit. And that's what I want to talk about today. Embedding the reality of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now now the reason why, because you need to know what you have, who you are, and what you need and what you can do. And I always tell you, who are you? I am one with God in Christ. Right? What do you have? I've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness and the knowledge of him. What can you do? I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Is Christ Jesus' last name? No, it is the Holy Spirit and that empowered him, that enabled him to do what he was called to do on earth. And that same spirit, that self-same fulfilling spirit, resides on the inside of me. And if you know that, you, if you really know that, you won't be wrestling against personalities because you know there's a spirit behind the personality. And, uh, and, and let me tell you, all of us have come short with that when the pressures of life, you want to attack the person. There's times when situations are going on, you want to tell them people where they can go and how they can go. But it, it is ultimately, ultimately not them. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. And we need to learn how to address things spiritually. All right, now we're dealing with the theology of sin. We're just we, you know, revamping some things because sometimes you you get so much information on this teaching that you don't you don't really uh, realize that this is scripture based. And I want to make sure you know this is not no theoretical uh, dialogue on ideologies that we could never achieve. This is reality. This is a reality that has been preserved and documented by the scriptures, right? Now, listen to this. Here's another thing. If you're going to be empowered to overcome your sin, you're not only going to have to know that you've been given the free gift and the grace. You've got to receive the free gift, of, of actually, of the gift of grace, and then you've got to receive the reality of righteousness, right? You've got to receive it, okay? But here. It says in verse 11, chapter 6, turn over just one page. Verse 11 says, Likewise, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, you can only do that through righteousness. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. So we understand that lust is not only just looking on to someone desiring what they have or desiring things that may not be true about the individual. But lust then now becomes that incubator of that thing which produces sin in your in your in your body. Did you get that? 
Now, let's read that verse again. Likewise, reckon yourselves dead and being unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body that she should obey in it. It's in the lust, L-U-S-T-S, thereof. And this this is where how you know it's, it has not, it's not just conditioned to sexual immorality because you're talking about your body. Neither yield your members as instruments of what? Unrighteousness unto sin. Do you hear what I'm saying? So so this listen, let me tell you something that's really that's really key. If you don't embrace the righteousness of God by faith, you will not be able to come, overcome sin. And if you can't overcome sin, you can't overcome the world. And if you can't overcome the world, you can't overcome by faith because this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So, so I, I don't want you to think, that, you know, we're, we're coming out with some new doctrine. It's not new. It's been here all along. The process of really experiencing God's grace and the gift that he brings with that grace, which is righteousness, life standing with God, <laughs> overcomes sin first. And then it overcomes the world because the world is constructed. It's contrary. It is not the earth. And people are trying to curse the earth and trying to make the earth come to a, a close. No, we're not ready for it. We have not experienced half of the prophecies that are in the, in the word of God to the fullness of faith because we have not preached what the Bible says. The world has not been converted. So for, for these preachers that are looking for the end, you haven't done your job. I, I know you think you have, but no, you've been playing games. You've been teaching people everything that's not the scripture, and, and they're not ready. And God would not come back for people that are not ready because he doesn't wish that any would perish, but others would come to the knowledge of the truth. We got to step up with our faith, and we got to step up what we believe. You know, we talk about the, you know, uh, and, and these preachers are coming around, especially word of faith people. I understand y'all don't try to take responsibility. You're no different than the, um, um, than Lord, Lord have mercy. But you're no different than the, um, the Watchtower people, the Jehovah Witnesses and the Mormons that have been lying about prophecies. Now that y'all getting connected with this Jewish, uh, this Jewish philosophy, these vain philosophies are not after Christ. Looking at Jewish calendars, talking about it's the end time. No man knows the day nor the hour. You stop wasting God's time and people's time and get people saved and into the knowledge of who they are. And the knowledge of who they are do not compromise by the, the racism of, 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 of classism. When you talk about there's the Jews, there's the church, and then there's the world. No, it's not like that. There's the world and there's Christ. All Jews are justified in Christ, and they need to come into the knowledge of Christ. They are not a separate people unto, unto God, neither is there uh, Gentile. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, Greek nor Bible, but we all made one in Christ. There is no male nor female in Christ. So, so trying to come up with this, this thing, these new things, you're trying to make um, the, the, launch, um, the new year of the Jewish calendar, which is this week, and last week you were supposed to come back on the 17th. All these people thought he was coming back on the 17th. But the church is not ready because you're not teaching the word. And the people are not hearing the gospel. Not hearing this. They're not hearing this. 
You're teaching everything but this. You taught them how to get money, and you thought you made them rich. You didn't. You made them broke and stupid. This is, that's not the scripture. They're not aware of the times, and God will not do anything in the earth without revealing it to his prophets. And if you're not sensitive to the word of God and, and teaching the word of God, you won't hear what God is saying to, to the ages to come. And he's not going to allow the creation of new, of, of new generations to come up that are, that are ignorant of God's word to not have a true opportunity to live life and the quality of life in spite of the corruption that is in the world. We have victory. So we need to stop this foolishness. Stop playing games. Take responsibility and change the way you think. And I'm not talking to just somebody who don't know Scripture. I'm talking with the, the ones that know the Scripture that are manipulating the Word of God to try to get a gymnast out there and talk about, come, Lord Jesus. You're not ready for him to come. You're not ready for him to come back. You don't know the word. You don't know how to rightly divide the word. You, you haven't ensured that everyone in your family is saved. You still got enemies. You're still hating one another. You're still not allowing the church to grow. You haven't witnessed the people in 45 years. People are not affected by the word of God, but you want Jesus to come back. No, he's not ready to come back. Amen. Take it and swallow it with, with, with righteousness. We're not ready for him to come back. And we need to stop playing religious games and get into the word and experience the reality of the word. Because it's the word that empowers us. And until we receive that power from the gospel that translates us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, we still need to preach the kingdom of God. And this is what's causing the world to miss out. We are not preaching the word of God. But that, that, ends, that ends with this, because the word of God says, listen, if you were in darkness, if you were living any kind of way, when you receive the gift of grace and you receive that life that was in Christ, that justification takes place. I'm on, I'm going to be doing a series on justification real soon. i got to go through the doctrines again, and we got to go through some things because we, we're not prepared. We're not teaching it correctly. The word of God in, 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 interprets itself. But see, but see, the word has to be given life to. Amen. i got to hurry. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now listen. Wrecking yourselves to be dead indeed to sins. Verse 11 of chapter 6 of Romans. This is a Romans day to day. Um, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of righteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Uh huh and that your members are instruments of righteousness, and that your members, and that your members as instruments, your members as instruments of righteousness unto God, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Now, if you have not received the gift of grace and the gift of righteousness, you are under the law. 
And what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, God sent his son to in the flesh to condemn sin in the flesh that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Who are we? We are the righteousness of God. Now preach that. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You're not condemned under the reality of Adam. You've been made free because you yielded your members to God through righteousness. That's the gospel. That's the good news. We can get it right. What what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that whom ye yield your servants to obey? See, overcoming requires obedience. It requires obedience. And you, you, you got to see who you're obeying. Are you obeying the world or are you obeying our Savior? Are you obeying what they think you are or are you obeying what you know you are? What are you empowering? What are you empowering? That I just need to get right, I 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 need to get right. Well, I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. Greater is he. That's what they need than he that's within the world. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. That's what we need to empower because that's what the spirit needs in order to resuscitate the areas in our lives that are killing us from the reality and the life which God has provided through his gift on Jesus. And if we don't come into that and we don't receive it, we will miss out on the quality of life that he's ordained for us to have. Even though he has given it on to us in abundance, we are missing it out because we are still conscious of what we were than what we are. It's become our conscience to, to start preaching and to say, hey, because, and I was listening to a, a minister and they were trying their hardest to teach men about their their identity. You can't teach them our identity teaching them how they fail. That's the problem. It's just like reminding them of the Willie Lynch letters. We know they were beaten. We know they were bruised. Their identity is going to come from the reality of who they become in Christ. So we have to preach righteousness. And we and righteousness is foreign to the person who doesn't receive it. It is, it is it is distinctively different from the ways and the concepts of the world. And they will never become it if they don't know it. And if you don't take them to the places where the scripture says you've been made free from your righteousness, to live as Christ and to die as gain, to, to, to be led of the spirit and, and not led of the flesh with you of condemnation, that, that God not only justifies you, he glorifies you, and then he, he, he allows that glory to manifest who you really are as the sons of God. Until we start preaching this, the people will continue to re- reproduce after the things which Christ has said to free. I'm trying not to preach. All right, calm down. Let it down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. All right. These scriptures are important. What, you know, know ye not that whom ye yield your servants to obey, his servants are ye to whom ye obey, whether it be sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. So remember in the teachings earlier of Jesus, Almost three months ago, I said that what advances us from the nature of sin is simply our obedience, according to Romans 6.16. And it says our obedience to righteousness, verse 16, obedience from the heart, 
and obedience to the doctrine of Christ or who we are in Christ, what Jesus taught us about because Christ is never meant to be appreciated just in Jesus, but it's about being implemented in our hearts by faith. Overcoming the world then takes that because we understand that sin separates us from our fellowship with God, but separation from the um, separation from the world is what gives us our relationship with God. When we separate, no longer conform to the ways of the world, we what? Transformed by the what? Renewing of our mind. As we focus on the renewing of the mind, how do we renew the mind? Regeneration in the Holy Ghost. How do we regenerate in the Holy Ghost? We empower who we are by the Holy Spirit. We give a point. And, and that occasionally has to be reviewed. Why? The Holy Spirit is the intelligence of God. The Holy Spirit is the inspiration to live out our faith. The Holy Spirit is the instructor of our new nature. The Holy Spirit is the instrument which um, we hear from God. And the Holy Spirit is what illuminates our Christian character. So if we are illuminated, we are instrumental, uh, we are instructed and inspired, and then we receive the intelligence from God from the Holy Spirit, what do we need to empower within us? The Holy Spirit. Do you get my point? All right. So we, we need to know, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. Who's in thee? Our strength is in the Lord, in whose heart the ways are of him, of God, Psalms 84, verse 5. He says, Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. Lord, my help cometh from the Lord. Then in Psalms 27, we said, the Lord is my life, and he's my salvation. Glory to God. The Lord is the strength of my life. Glory to God. And then, of course, in Psalms 22, the Lord is my shepherd. What? I shall not want to see. And then... We know because he is Lord, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. But if he is Lord of all, we know that in Philippians 4, 13, we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Now, uh, let's go to Ephesians. Hallelujah. Let me see how much time I have. I'm doing so much preaching. I got so happy. I, um, I, I got a new stopwatch. All right. Praise the Lord. Good, good review. Good review. Let's go to uh, we we uh, um, let's go to Ephesians chapter three. Amen. I want to get to some of the scriptures I couldn't get to, and then next week we'll finish by expanding. And we have two more points to finish in this series. We only have five or something. It's good. We would normally have about 15, but I wanted to break down five in this. Amen. And we're still on, a, a, on embedding the reality of the Holy Spirit. See, the, real, the Holy Spirit has to be reality. Right? The Holy Spirit uh, causes us to live godly. That's number one. Write these five things down. Number one, the Holy Spirit causes us to live godly. The Holy Spirit, number two, changes us from the inside out. Number three, the Holy Spirit convicts uh, 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 convicts the world of sins. Number four, the Holy Spirit corrects us according to the pattern of Christ. And then number five, the Holy Spirit will convey the will of God. The Holy Spirit will convey the will of God. Amen. Now, I said Ephesians. We got a few minutes, so I'll finish it in Ephesians. Four minutes to be exact. Amen. 
you know, just have to deal with some areas. You know how when you're expounding and you're teaching the word of God, you have to you have to deal with some areas that that the church is is doing some things that just an error. Some foolishness went out the other week about, you know, the Jewish calendar. The Jewish calendar is just as inaccurate. I mean, they haven't even accepted Jesus, and you want to make their calendar sacred. You're wrong. You need to repent. Nothing wrong with appreciation of history and the contributions that cultures have made. But if they were correct, they wouldn't need Jesus. So we don't look at them to be correct in their timing. If they were correct in their timing, they would have been accepted Jesus. And I, I have to teach on prophecy, and there's a teaching I have on the prophetic or the prophetic, and I'm going to talk about, I might have to go to that, that, that teaching again and deal with kind of how we mess up with looking at prophecy to repeat themselves um, when they've been fulfilled. There's a whole other thing. Amen. We need to start finding out who we are today. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3. Now let's start at verse 16. Oh, man. Let's start at verse 14. This is the the, enlight, the enlightenment factor. Love this passage, of course. Name my ministry after. On this call, I bow my knees unto the Father, my Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named, that he would grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his might by his spirit in the what? In a man. In the inner man. That Christ. Now, he, now he tells you what his, by might, by his spirit is. It says that Christ might dwell in your heart by faith. Then there's a semicolon, which there was no semicolon back then, so it's still the same statement. That ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and depth, and the height, which is what it's all about, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able, so you got to know that he's able, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. What are we doing? We are empowering the warrior spirit because we know that the love of Christ, passive knowledge, that we are filled with the fullness of God, and that we know that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think because of that power that worketh in us. And that's what causes us to say unto him, be glory in the church, in the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, worlds, without ends. Amen. Amen. All right, that's enough for today. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the potency that we have in your word that translates us and performs that which you have assigned to accomplish in the earth's realm. And for that alone, we praise you and thank you for it being done in your timing and in your way. We praise you, Lord, because we know that all things work together. Let let us be assured that in this working, we not only just perceive it, but we achieve it. In Jesus' name. Amen. I trust that whatever you set your hands on, you will do because greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Thank you for listening to the broadcast today. God bless you. Have a wonderful Lord's Day.